sense that I need to let that play on through. I needed to hear that. And the song says it all. No, I wasn't there. But I was on his mind. Amen. And so were you. We live a long time ahead of when Jesus walked this earth. But when he was on the cross, he was thinking of all of us. Praise God this morning. If you would, let's lift our stand and lift our words this morning. I believe the word of God means what it says. Says what it means. It means what it says. Amen. Let's do it. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. I will walk in it. I will walk in it. I'll abide by it. I'll abide by it. I'll adhere to it. I'll adhere to it. And I'll stand upon it. I'll stand upon it. For it is my strength. For it is my strength. It is my power. It is my power. And it is my life. It is mine. here the same as he was yesterday mm. and I got another question if you are why 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 are you the same as you were yesterday I know we all have physical bodies sometimes they get tired sometimes they get injured sometimes they don't feel good sometimes they're even sick I'm not necessarily referring to the physical this morning I'm referring to the spiritual if you're the same as you were yesterday spiritually, then why? And I ask why because God has given you himself. God has given you resources of heaven. God has given you his son. Amen. God has blessed you with wealth and riches of the spiritual kind that are unmatchable and actually unexplainable. But he chose to go ahead and do that. So if you're still the same, I want to ask you again, why? Why? Don't even allow the situation present in our country detour you or take you away from today can be better than yesterday, and I can be better than yesterday, and tomorrow can be better than today, and I can be better tomorrow than I was yesterday. Amen. We all can. If we search God and, and uh, seek Him and look to Him, all of our hope is in Him, right? Amen. Uh, we have to trust in Him. We've seen what trusting in man gets you. We've seen what trusting in government gets you. We've seen what trusting in something that does not even exist gets us. We've seen a lot of things like that. Book of Romans this morning. chapter 6 the book of Romans actually some prior discussion 
before chapter 6 and in chapter 6 of a term that really I believe Brother Tanner kind of stressed this earlier in the Sunday school lesson of a term that uh, pretty much readily offends anybody anymore but if we look around us and and we take a real hard glance and we allow ourselves to be honest and truthful with ourselves as to the situation and the predicament of our society today it's all caused by one thing sin it's the root of all things that are bad it's the source of problems it's the source of, of chaos it's the source of confusion it's the source of, of uh, destruction ultimately know what the Bible says in the Gospel of John chapter 10 verse 10 the enemy says the thief actually the enemy cometh not but to steal kill and destroy we know that he's adamant about that let's look into the word of God this morning and join with me we're going to begin actually in the 20th verse of chapter 5 in Romans first of all I just want to thank God for allowing me to be able to stand here before you this morning Amen. not pronouncing myself or rejecting myself forward or lifting myself up it's only a place of privilege great privilege that I can stand here today and convey God's word and, and uh, do as I'm I really believe led and charged of the Holy Spirit to convey what it is God wants all of us to hear Amen. I don't leave myself out of that I don't just preach to a group of people and then go do whatever I want to do or things contrary to the word of God I, try, I hope you've been here long enough I try to teach, I try to instruct, I try to relay what thus saith the Lord. And when we adapt to that and we, we take it in and we apply it to our lives, it makes life a whole lot better. Amen. Now, it doesn't necessarily make it where life doesn't have problems, as seems to be common preaching today. Just just go to church, you won't have any problems. Boy, I don't know where they got that one from. A lot of mine begin when I come to church. Right. <laughs> but I know why. Amen. because the enemy of your soul is going to try to do everything he can to throw at you and cause problems in your life that you don't want no part of church mm -hmm. if that's what it's all about then I think I'll just go somewhere else maybe your opinion your attitude no 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 I'll be the first to tell you problems arise <coughs> maybe more so when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior Amen. Amen. but you know the difference is even though problems come, you've got somebody to walk through. Right. Amen. Amen. You've got somebody that's more than a somebody. You've actually got God walking with you through life, helping you face your problems, and allowing you to go through some things, which grows you and matures you and, and builds you up spiritually, uh, that you can have uh, the ability to fight off and to ward off and defend off the very things that... Uh, the enemy is all about. Let's look at what Paul's saying here to the Romans. In verse 20, he says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. That's what that's trying to The law entered so offenses abound. Well, it doesn't mean that just because the law showed up that everything went crazy. What it means is things that were sinful and wrong and wicked and evil were illuminated by the law. Right. They were exposed. Mm -hmm. They were brought to the surface. They were now identified. 
he goes on and he says, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And I find that to be absolutely truthful because that's how it works, but I find that to be absolutely so. Where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Sometimes in situations and, and things that happen in our world, it's almost like we look and say, well, where's God? Where's God at? He's, he's ran off. Or he's just left us to this craziness that's going on. To be victimized and, or whatever. No, God hasn't left. His grace hasn't left. Amen. God's still here. His grace is still here. In any situation, not just this one. We've been seeing situations and facing things ever since about the beginning of the year now. You know, we're kind of in our own human thinking and I guess just our wishful desire to think, boy, 2019 wasn't real good, so I'm sure looking for 2020 to be really good. <laughs> boy, have we got to start. <laughs> Where do you got to start? But even with what we've seen the last five months, that doesn't change the fact that God's still God. Right. He hasn't left earth and ran off and left us to fend and deal with whatever the situation is. Come on. He's very much amongst us. Would you agree with me this morning? God's very much amongst Amen. us. Amen. 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 I've already know that. From the time we come in here, we begin the very beginning things that we do as a church on Sunday mornings, God is here. He not was here. He is here. Amen. Don't make him past tense. Making present tense. Making present tense in your life. Amen. Until you make him present tense in your life, you're going to live in past tense. Because you know what's going to happen? Your past is going to be drug up on you every time you turn around. Amen. When you meet Jesus and make him present tense of your life, he's faithfully said and he's been faithful to carry out the fact, and I stress this many times right here, he will wipe every sin off of your mouth that you've ever created. Every issue you've ever had of the negative kind, every even as bad and terrible and evil and maybe wicked as it was, I'm going to tell you, God still saves witch doctors in Africa today. Amen. Amen. God saves people that look unsavable. Yeah. People that some people might think, well, they've been too bad and, and done too many evil things for God to save them. God will save you if you look to him. Amen. If you place your hope and your trust in him, God will save you through his son Jesus Christ and the work of the cross. He said, when the law was enacted, the law being basically weak, we said, well, okay, let's say the Ten Commandments. They're law, right? Don't kill anybody. Don't murder. Don't. Don't steal. Don't, you don't have any other gods before you. you, you don't, don't commit adultery. Don't covet your neighbor's or wife or husband or whatever. And I'm, I'm kind of adding too, but it all means the same thing. Yeah. But basically, I, I said this morning that the structure of this country was built off the Word of God. Amen. Amen. There's argument to that, I know. There's some, so don't start that Bible stuff. Our country wasn't founded on the Bible. Bless God, tell me. Why in the world it is that the people that left Europe and come over here that were persecuted right. because they couldn't worship freely, they come to America and set up a system and a foundation on the Word of God and built an awesome country. Amen? Amen. But I know who it is that's wanting to take that awesome country down in any way that he can. Any way that he can. Any means, any fabrication, 
anything possible to dismantle and destroy. And again, I'm going to state again, you hear things multiple times here. The will of the enemy is to divide and to conquer. Yeah. Divide and conquer. And maybe in your situation this morning, maybe to divide you from the truth of God. To divide you from the power that God really is. Folks, of all things in troublesome times, we need to adhere closer. If you can have more trust in God, and I believe you can as we go through life's experiences, I believe we can have more trust in God, and that's what we need. Sure. He's our ultimate go-to. <coughs> and we don't need to just go to Him and run to Him when troubled in the midst. Come on. It needs to be continual. I know I've said that before. Verse 21, That as sin has reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. See the difference? Amen. Sin reigns unto death. It's a terrible character. It might look pleasant. It might even be charming. It might present itself as something wonderful and very appealing, but in the end, we all know where it went or where it's going. Death. It reigns in death. Its goal is death to the individual that gets bogged down and caught up in it and lives a life of it. Now, I told you all ago, this subject right here offends a lot of people. You said some things this morning. You didn't have any idea what I was getting ready to preach today. <laughs> Thank you for laying that groundwork, by the way. You were obedient <laughs> to the Holy Spirit. So, why is it that the church does not preach the subject of sin anymore? What is sin? This particular passage of Scripture right here, when it talks about sin, this whole passage that I'm getting ready to share with you and some that I've already shared, the word sin is the most comprehensive term in the New Testament. As to an all-out diverging from good moral thinking, good moral reasoning, good moral actions, and good moral living. It's completely moving away from that system. That can be done as an individual. It can be done as a nation. <coughs> I made some statements lately, and you've heard me, and I think of some of you in conversations that basically said the same thing. I never thought I'd have seen. I didn't think I'd see it in my lifetime. I've heard that several times. Well, I certainly didn't either, but here it is. And I believe we're drawing ever very near to the culmination of this thing. Paul goes on, speaking to the Romans here, and the dynamic in verse 21, re-emphasizing that is, even though uh, death reigns, and sin has reigned unto death, grace reigns through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ Amen. our Lord Amen. Amen. so we've got all the hope we've got all the promise we've got absolute assurance this morning 
that if this world goes to hell in a handbasket, we are still secured in our faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. And the eternal hope of life in Him and eternal life by Christ Jesus is the only way. And I want to reiterate something again from this morning. Folks, He's the only way. Amen. Good thoughts don't get you to heaven. No. Good deeds don't get you to heaven. Even though they're very much should be in the Christian community. We should all be about good things. All about giving. All about giving of ourselves. Of our resources. Of helping and having compassion and mercy. And, and being the example of grace. No argument to that at all. Did you see We need to more than appreciate the wonderful and awesome and great deliverance that we've received Amen. from hopelessness Amen. to all that hope. Mm. Secured and anchored in Christ Jesus. Chapter 1 of verse 6. What shall we say then? What do you say? Hmm. What? First word. What? Stop there a minute. What? Think about it. There's a lot of people spewing off their mouth. They ain't even thought about what they're going to say. I will guarantee you that. This brings us to a realization understanding. The first word, what? What do you say then? What do we say then? about this what do we say about this what do we say about this what do we say about sin in general what do we say about it the law came and the law exposed it it illuminated it's a real deal sin is rampant sin is everywhere sin takes many shapes forms and fashions it's destructive is it not Amen. And I believe with all that's within me, the church needs to be teaching and preaching what it is, what it can become, and what it does. Amen. Say, well, what should we say then? Sin, or the law exposed sin and righteousness to Christ and, and the grace that he brought where even where sin abounds grace does much more abound Amen. <clears throat> and I don't want to add to the word but I want to say this and please take it this way this morning just don't come out of the word when we let it when we let it wouldn't it be a wonderful mix into the recipe of destruction and disaster that's going on today to insert the grace of Christ. Amen. Sin can begin a very small culprit. A little bitty termite. 
left alone, sin's never happy alone. It'll find some more. And they'll take up company. And before long, you got an infestation. And then before long, that chewing and that deteriorating and that attempt and effort to destroy brings the whole building down. The whole you down. And maybe even the whole country down. What am I, am I trying to identify anything specific this morning? Not at all. Sin, sin. Amen. It's actually rebellion against God. That's what it is. What should we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Shall we, catch the word we, Who's Paul talking to? But he includes himself. See, the we. When you say we, you're including yourself. Now, if you say you, I'm pointing my finger out there and it's you, it's never me, right? And that's the attitude of the day. Do you know people that are rebelling and, and I'm, I'm not talking about any specific situation. Anytime anybody rebels, rebel against God, rebel against society, rebel against even family, rebel, that's basically, again, sin is rebellion. It's rebellion against a set of, set of standards. Rebellion against the laws of God, the oracles of God, the statutes of God. So, do we need to continue in order for grace to abound in the very next word he says God forbid you know if we were saying it in generic terms that might be common spoke language are you stupid <laughs> you've you done an eloquent job of bringing out the meaning of that a while back and it's not what you might readily think God's laid all of this out. He's given you all of this. He sent His Son and His righteousness and His grace. And He poured His blood out on the cross and it spilled on the ground below. But it didn't stop there because anybody that trusts in His name, it also covers them with the precious blood of the Amen. Lamb and gives you salvation and eternal life. So are we going to continue in sin that that grace may abound? Is that what we're going to do? He says, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's not how it works. It's not how it should work. Right. Have you found that even though, you know, they may be here this morning, and I hope and pray everybody is, even though you have received Jesus as Lord and Savior and you're a Christian this morning, have you found that sin chases you around like a bloodhound? Amen. I'm not saying you sin, but it chases you around trying to get you to, right? Because what does sin come, come to temptation, right? Every man is tempted when he's led away of his own lust and enticed. And when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. And when sin is finished, it ends in death. what James says. Isn't it wonderful and awesome that God saw people, sinners, universally they have no hope they have no help I've got to send them a savior I've got to send them a source that they can go to 
and confess their sins and repent, which means turn around from the way you were living before and turn towards God and live a righteous, holy life. That's right. Serving God, working for Him, which might sound like a burden to some, but I assure you not. It is not. It's a joy. It's a joy. He said, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin? Are you dead to sin this morning? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Oh, man. Lord. <laughs> Maybe I need to ask that question again. Are you dead to sin this morning? Why are you dead to sin this morning? Because you've got the life of Christ in you. If you have the life of Christ, it makes you dead to sin. He said that. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? In other words, we should be pursuing other things, right? The church should be pursuing other things. The righteousness of Christ, the joy of the Lord, the, the power of His Word, the adapt to the instructions and the leading and the guidance of it. God didn't do all of this just to throw it out there to be trampled on. He gave us what He gave us that, that we could as much as possible here becoming living examples of the word of God living examples of Christianity the love of God the compassion of God the mercy of God the sanity amen I said sanity amen. Yeah. this world's insane folks yeah. I don't know what other term to put on it That's right. but we're not supposed to be amen. if there ever was a time to take up the cause again it's now be that example. He, he says in verse 3, he says, Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Now this might get confusing. Wait a minute. You're talking life. Now you're saying we were baptized into his death. Absolutely we were. Why did he die? He died for us, right? Amen. He died that... that See, when we, when, we're, when we accept Christ and we're baptized into his death, we're, we're symbolizing that he was that sacrifice, that he did die. He was placed in the tomb. He was resurrected the third day. And that's not all just symbolic or it's a real deal, folks. Listen to me. Amen. Everything the Bible declares happened to Jesus and a whole lot more that the Bible doesn't record that happened to Christ is absolutely real. More real than anything you could possibly ever count on is real. Real. Amen. It happened. But when we're baptized unto his death, we're not left there. We're resurrected in life through being baptized with him in death. Amen. Why? What's he talking about? Dying spiritually is laying your old self down, your old dead self that you've walked around in the shell of for so long, and then you come to Jesus one day. That thing's got to stay dead behind you to take up the life, the eternal life, to live in you that Jesus promised you and God gave you through his word. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I know it's a mystery. Some folks, you know, that aren't knowledgeable of God's word and not belittling anybody or saying anybody's anything wrong with them. It's all the great people. When I come in here to minister, I understand that. I've got to understand it. There's people come in here that know not one thing about the Bible. They don't know one thing about God. There's some people that's kind of been around a while, got a little bit, then they're so seasoned and, and wise in the Word, so I've got to, you know, understand that. And the Holy Spirit preaches accordingly to that, that everybody can get what's being said. 
That's the way it's supposed to work. I'm not supposed to get up here with some high elevated language and unpronounceable terms that nobody can understand and leave here wondering what in the world was it he even said. God's word is simple. It really is. It's simple. The simplicity of it all sums up into Jesus crucified. Jesus died. We placed him in a tomb. God breathed life back into him the third day, and out of that tomb he came. And he stood on his feet as our Lord and our Savior. Now, there's a lot of other things in God's Word. I'm not shortening it. But for the purpose here this morning, that's it. That's it. That's who Paul's preaching Jesus right here. He's preaching Jesus to the Romans. He's conveying the Word of God to these that he's trying to to convey to that they can enjoy a life in Christ is what he's doing here. His attempts are preach Jesus and understand that Jesus came and when, when Jesus comes into your life, the old man dies. Amen. That old tormenting creature of the past is dead now. You take up a new life. Not that you're different in body or appearance. Yet. Come on. Amen. But it's coming. He's going, to get, he's going to give us a new body, right? Amen. Does anybody believe this this morning? Amen. He said, Therefore we're buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Supporting what I just said. Uh-huh. Amen. The glory of the Father raised Jesus up from the dead. When we receive Christ, the glory of the Father raises us up in new life from the dead. But yeah. we got to leave the old person behind. Listen to me. you got to leave the old person behind. He'll come back. He'll keep talking to you and yes. whispering to you and speaking to you and try to get you to reabsorb them when you do not have any need at all to do that Amen. because you have newness of life in Christ Jesus. It's hard to beat your own self up, isn't it? Amen. But sometimes you've got to kick the living daylights out of the old man. Amen. Uh, come on. And tell him he's a done deal. He's over with. I'm walking in a new life now. Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. And I live for him now. And I've got joy in my life. I've got peace in my life. I've got love in my life. I've got compassion in my life. I've got mercy in my life. And there ain't no way I'm turning around and going back into what I used to live before. For if we have been, verse 5, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, that means united. All united together in the likeness of his death, which we have been, if you believe this morning. We shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Does that excite anybody? In the likeness of his resurrection. What does that mean? We can look forward. Look forward to that research. Even though we die here and we're buried in a grave and we may lay there for a hundred years or I don't know how long. We don't know. Or whether Jesus Christ comes back tomorrow we're going to receive new body, folks. Amen. Amen. In the likeness of his resurrection, going to be lifted up out of this flesh and be given spiritual body. Amen. Again, I know it's a mystery. I never apologize for the word. 
Come on. Amen. I refuse to apologize for the word. It is a mystery. Right. The carnal mind cannot accept that. The, the human mind cannot reason where the Bible goes. Amen. It just can't. But we have been given absolute license as people of God to take the word of God, let this sink into us and apply it and get an understanding. And I'm going to back up, hey, what shall we say then? What shall we say? And I'm going to add this another adage. Please accept it as such. What shall we say then? Am I going to be the same day after day after day after day after day? Am I just going to go on through some kind of a, a system? Am I going to check myself? You ever check yourself? Ooh, it hurts sometimes. Mm. Sometimes, if you really get down to bare bones, you kick yourself in the shin real hard. What do we say then? We're going to do that? We're going to make adjustments? We're going to consider what we say, what we do, how we live, how we act, we're going to consider. If this world ever needed a model, an example of Christianity, it's right now. Come on, amen. 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 It's right now. Thank you, Lord. And God help, I see a tremendous amount of failure in that example surprisingly by some people that ought to know a whole lot better ministers of all people better be real sure what they say before they say it That's right. and I'm giving some words of maybe rebuke this morning I'm not going to stretch it too far because the Holy Spirit's not allowing me to stretch it too far. <laughs> but we all come short of the glory of God. Amen. Amen. And why is that? Sin. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Thank God for a Savior again. Amen. Who we can approach and who is our avenue peace with God, reconciliation with God. Amen. That means God will take you back. He'll bring you back to Him. Reconciliation, that's what we need to do about. We need to take the Scriptures and let them, let them work on us. Let them speak to us. Let, 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 us, let them help us self-examine. And do a little shin kicking if necessary. Amen. Maybe some hair pulling. Amen. Spiritually. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Amen. Absolutely. Dead to the world. Dead to the system of the world. See, we... Get this, another mystery. We'll close up here in a minute. If you're a Christian this morning, even though you live in this world, 
And even though you function in it every day, every second of every day, you're functioning in this world. You're doing things. What, you may have jobs. You may have home things you do. Whatever. But this is not our home. Amen. Amen. Come on. We're not citizens. We're citizens of heaven already. Come on. If you've accepted the blood of Christ as Jesus as your Savior, you have been granted citizenship, eternal citizenship in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. So therefore your citizenship, even though you still live and reside here, has been transferred to the place of glory. All right? Another mystery. How many times have I said mystery this morning? God's word's full of mystery. You know why? Because that challenges us to find out. Amen. That challenges us to dig deeper here. I've been given all this, so let me enter into the adventure of finding out what all it is I have been given. Amen. I've been given this wonderful thing called new life. I've been removed from that old man and that dead man or dead woman that was sinful and did all sorts of things. But when I came to Christ, there was a line draw. The past is back yonder. The future's yeah. ahead. And yeah. guess where I'm living? Yeah. Not in the past, but in the future. Yeah. That's the deal. That's the deal. And how wonderful it is. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. He ain't going to come back and do it again. Come on. Amen. He's already done it. He dies no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. Don't have any dominion over you either. Now you're going to, you, Lord carries you're going to die a physical death here. But you've already got eternal life in heaven, so death does not have dominion. It doesn't reign over you. We live in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Verse 10, For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. Come on. Yeah. you got to tell yourself, I'm dead indeed unto sin. I've accepted Christ. Sin behind me don't exist anymore. Amen. Don't let it keep creeping up on you and haunting you and trying to turn you and deter you away from your life in Jesus. Amen. If you're here this morning and you've never done that, you can experience that right now here today in this place. Yeah. I mentioned that line. Seems rather strange, doesn't it? You mean I've lived this life? Some of us here, there's all ages, there's babes to elder in between. You mean I've lived this life and I've done these things and I think of them. Don't raise your hand, but I'll ask you a personal question. Keep your hands down. Do you think of your past sins often? Do you think of them enough that they haunt you? Do you think of them enough that you let them beat you up and say, well, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be the way I am today? Stop it. Uh, come on. Amen. Stop it. Yeah. Right now, in the name of Jesus, this day, this hour, this second, stop it. Because Christ has given you more than that. Amen. Amen. He's given you new life and new hope and everything God is. Back up and starts whispering, turn him around, say, I'm not listening to you anymore. Amen. Uh-huh. I've got a new direction in life. Matter of fact, I've got a whole brand new life. Now. Amen. Stop it. In Jesus' name. Finish him up. 
Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. That word literally means instruments means weapons. Weapons. Let me read it again and insert that. Neither yield you your members as weapons of unrighteousness unto sin. What's your members? It's not each of you member, member, member. It's members. It's what we're made up of. It's our faculties. It's our abilities. It's our actions. It's, it's everything. That's what members are. Don't allow them to be weapons of unrighteousness. But he says, as those that are alive from the dead. Is that you this morning? As those that are alive from the dead and your members as weapons of righteousness yeah. unto God. As weapons of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. I'm quoting the word now. For you are not under the law, but under grace. Amen. Under grace. Grace is a powerful word. Grace isn't, well, there's grace, but i got to live life. you got to take grace with you. If you've got Christ this morning living in your life, He's grace. But you see, grace, and I, I, know, I, I know I've shared this before, grace is a power word. It's not a little meek, lay you down to sleep to make you feel better word. It's a power word. Grace is a weapon of righteousness. And when, when we take it up and we walk with it and we apply and it becomes a part of who we are, it becomes how we live. We live with grace, do we not? Amen. If you're living with Jesus Christ in your heart, the grace is there. Now, I don't know how much you're applying that. That's, again, personal examination time. But I want you to know when you apply it and the more you apply the grace of God, you're applying power into any situation. Grace. If grace can save you, and it does, what else can grace do? Would you stand? we can all answer in absolute unity this morning and agree that this message has not been confusing. I believe we can agree it's, it's been very simple. And you were here and you didn't understand it it's either because you didn't want to understand it or you weren't listening. Is this not? It might have been hard in places, but it's not been difficult to receive. Sometimes we are our own greatest deceivers because we fail to examine ourselves. We fail to really take a good, honest look in the mirror and ask ourselves questions. How am I doing? 
challenge you to go home and at some point go find you a mirror <clears throat> and stand in front of that mirror and look right in those eyes that's looking back at you and ask that mirror a question what do I say then what do I say then again don't be satisfied with the same God has given us every reason to be different every day different improving moving forward going ahead never stopping never ceasing this morning is close about every time I stand here in any given service I also give an invitation sang a song earlier pretty much just kind of said are you tired of the old life you tired of the way it's been you tired of the way you've been there's a better way Amen. there's a better way Amen. in order for you to find that better way you have to come to a decision and, and a conclusion in your own heart and your own life and again, it's very simple. It's not hard. It's not difficult to to come to understanding whether you are or you're not. And by that I mean, am I saved or am I not? Do I know the Lord or do I not? So I give you an invitation. I'll be the first one to you to pray for you. I want you to know that. See, coming to Christ requires a public confession not a secret deal I'm not telling you you can't get saved out in the woods somewhere at stump or under a tree because I know a lot of people that done just that but there has to be a public confession of Christ I'm accepting Christ everything aside no reason again to be embarrassed nothing standing in I just come to accept Christ this morning I want to accept Jesus. I, I want this new life you're talking about. I want to leave here today not the same as I came because I don't want to leave here unsaved. I want to leave here saved. Amen. I want to leave here with an assurance today. But my turn. So if you're here this morning, for everyone would just bow your heads and pray. I'll give you an opportunity to come on. You say, I don't know what to pray. I don't even know how to start. I'm right here. I will help you. I'm here for you this morning. Is there anybody? Anybody? I'm going to linger here a few moments, and then we're going to dismiss. There's a reason you're here today. You didn't come by accident. Somebody may have made you come, but it still wasn't by accident. Listen to me. You're here for a reason. There's been a plan. Lord, this morning we just come and we call upon your holy name. We believe in Jesus as Lord and Savior. Our trust is in you, God, and I pray, Father, that be a soul here today that needs to meet you, God, that needs to come to the, Father, the solemn decision that they need you, Lord. They need peace in their life. 
They need salvation, God, Father. They need joy. They need gladness. That's all you are, God, and a whole lot more. Lord, help them, God, just to respond. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you all this morning. Rejoice in Jesus. Be thankful, grateful. Hope to see you back tonight. Six o'clock. And have a, another good time. Amen. Have a great day. Lord bless you. You're dismissed in fellowship.